You're listening to the most authentic place in sports. It's the Sports Headline Show. Here are your hosts, Sean Davis and Warner Sanker. What is going on, everybody? It is Thursday, January 25th. Hello, beautiful people. It's me. I'm back. Warner is now. Okay, I got a lot of stuff with you guys. And I'm excited. Let's get right into it here. Um, again, guys, make sure that if you're watching this on uh, Twitter or PSCP.tv, um, you guys can go check us out over there. Uh, and if you guys are watching this on Twitter, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Sports Headline 8. I'll follow us on Instagram at Sports underscore Headline 4. Uh, you guys can check out our website now as well. And, man, we have some great content coming for you guys uh, on, for our show and other shows. Oops, I spoiled it. I did Tom Holland there. Uh, all right, anyway, let's get right into it here. We have a full jam-packed episode. And let's get started here with the Los Angeles Lakers, my Lakers. Um, they have been struggling um, as of late. Uh, we've lost our last four games, and I've seen a lot of people, you know, like asking, like, "Oh crap, got, uh, oh no, is it time to worry about the Lakers? Oh no, uh, LeBron James is he is he upset or whatever? Oh no, people, calm down, okay? <laughs> like people, are, it, we are just over exaggerating to the mass proportions that this is the end of the world as we know it. The Lakers are. Fine. They are just fine. And actually, it might sound a little crazy. I would rather us do this and have a little rough season patch than win every single game and, and, and like, you know, um, not have that reality check. Um, ha- not have that reality check moment where we're like, ah, crap, all right, now we have, to, we have to pick it up a little bit. All right. And here's a couple, here, here's the thing, right? The Lakers are not our, our, we're decimated with injuries right now. They have players not being able to play. AD, he's the obvious one. He's, he's, he's out like to be out to the All-Star game. Um, Dennis Schroeder, COVID-19 protocols. He is expected to return tonight. Uh, per Javon Buha of the Athletic. Okay. And, I mean, yeah, Cal Kuzma stepped up. All right, but, I mean, is he a reliable number two option? No, that's where Dennis Schroeder when he gets back, he's got to step up. Yeah, I, lo- I love Taylor Horton Tucker. He's a great player, and I think he's gonna be he's gonna get paid some money going into the next offseason, whether it's from the Lakers or from um, a different uh, organization. Okay, but he's not a reliable second scoring option for the Lakers without Anthony Davis. Okay, so let's calm down just a little bit okay like it's it's not the end of the world that the lakers have lost what is it now four games in a row let's calm down all right because we've seen lebron james led teams you know kind of struggle you know uh at at certain points in this season right last year's team wasn't to this degree right but we've seen teams struggle at certain points of time uh, last season, and we go last season, 2018 with the Cavs, that team was all that talented. Uh, 2016, ooh, I, oh, brutal. they had a brutal stretch in 2016. They came back from 3-1. Uh, 
when Kyrie was there, they had a brutal stretch. They've had some rough stretches in LeBron's career. LeBron knows. And you have guys like Stephen A, who yesterday or whatever says, you know, let's not worry about the Lakers. And then today, like, oh, you know, can't get the Lakers a pass. Like, come on now, shut up. Stop it. Okay, this game holds no value. Okay. Um, this game, that game last night held no value whatsoever to the Lakers. Now, you can say, right, that, you know, the stand, like, uh, it does matter to a degree where you're like, okay, you still got to worry about seeding and all that good stuff as well. But when we get to towards the end of the season, right, and when, when seeding really matters, seeding doesn't necessarily really matter right now. Right now we're the three seed. We have a matchup against the Spurs. We face the Clippers in the second round. I still put my money on my Lakers against any team in the Western Conference. Utah, they've had a great season this year. They're, the, they're a better version of the Nuggets last year, really. Donovan Mitchell's been sensational. Rudy Gobert is a great defensive player, and, and he's a nice pick-and-roll option with Donovan Mitchell. Um, lobbed up to him. They're great defensively. This remind me a lot of Denver from last year. I don't think I don't think they'll be able to beat a Lakers team in the seven-game series at full strength. Um, see, that's my little piece on that. I am not worried whatsoever about uh, the, my Lakers at all. Um, now let's get into some uh, Russell Wilson um, trade rumors, if you will, because. Uh, what has life been in the NFL um, in this offseason? So here is the news per um, per Michael Sean Dunk Dugar and uh, sorry Mike Sando and uh, Jason Jenks. Actually, I'll see if I can try to get the tweet for you guys up here. Um, per those three guys, Russell Wilson's camp is canceled. I mean, I guess you could say Russell Wilson as well. But Russell Wilson's camp has uh, approached and uh, let the Seahawks know that they would, you know, a trade. They would like a potential trade for Russell Wilson. The Dolphins, Jets, Saints, and Raiders have been mentioned. And some people in the NFL think a trade could happen in the near future. And this is insane. Uh, You have a top three quarterback. And I think people were like, kind of like Sean, you know, he might be over reacting a little bit when I said, when we talked about, you know, the cryptic response or whatever, when you start with the offensive line uh, and a few weeks ago, Warner said, basically, suck it up, Russ. Um, and and now, and maybe this is like a, a precursor to that, you know, like, like that was a precursor to this, you know, um, because he said, you know, I want a, uh, Crap, I'm trying to recall what he said here. Um, he said, I've loved it for years. And that was just very cryptic. Like, oh, I, I've loved, I've loved playing in Seattle. I've loved it for years. Like, okay, like love, like what is that supposed to mean, Russ? And then you get this news today of Russell Wilson wanting to be traded from Seattle. And Pete Carroll needs to be fired. And I blame this on Pete Carroll. I, I really, really do. I, I put a lot of blame on Pete Carroll's shoulders for, for Russell Wilson's uh, unhappiness, as of right now, at least, uh, in Seattle. The reason why I put a lot of blame on, on Pete Carroll 
is his stubbornness as a head coach to progress with the way the lead is going the league is going right now and that is towards a more of a passing offense you know and let Russ cook again I've said this a lot all year long you know yeah you know you got a five-star cook a five-star chef or whatever yeah they're gonna have an uh, occasional kitchen fire or the food might be burnt every now and again right but at the end of the day okay you're like you're not going to leave that five-star chef and go get you a, a, a two-star chef. You're not, you know, you're not going to do that, right? If you have to, if you have, if you're a restaurant, right, and you're about to um, present a meal to the president of the United States, right, you're not going to go with your two-star chef because, oh, you know, you're like, oh, well, you know, our five-star chef, uh, you know, he, he had a house fire, uh, not house fire, a kitchen fire the other day, the food was burned, whatever. We're not going to go with him, even though he's our best option to give the president of the United States what he wants and the best order we could possibly present him with. We're going to go with the two-star chef. That that just makes zero sense to me. And that's practically what Seattle did with Russell Wilson. You know, like, hey, you know, Russ, Russ, you had a couple bad games. You know, we're not going to roll with you, right? And even though you give us our best chance to win, um, we're, we're not going to roll with you, right? That is idiotic as ever. I hate it. That's stupid. Um, if you guys are watching live on Twitter, make sure you guys follow us here. If you guys are watching live on PSCP.TV, uh, and what are your thoughts on the Russell Wilson uh, trade rumors? That's just my thoughts from the Seattle point of view. Um, and about the teams, I think best fit him. Obviously, you know, you look at New Orleans and um, you look in New Orleans. If, like, in some crazy scenario, like New Orleans could pull this trade off, you're like, God, yeah, if you're Russell Wilson and his camp, if they could pull it off, because, I mean, you're pairing him with uh, uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, My- Michael Thomas, the a top five offensive line at football. Um, in, in their offensive line. You got a great defense. New Orleans is the best situation for you, and you pair him with an offensive genius in Pete I mean, not Pete Carroll, I'm sorry, and Sean Payton down there in New Orleans. So that is an ideal situation for for both for both parties. Obviously, New Orleans moving up from Drew Brees would be really nice for them to go from Drew Brees to Russell Wilson. And again, for Sean Payton, you know, to open up the playbook a little bit more. That would be really, really nice for Sean Payne. So he hasn't been really able to do since, I mean, early Jubilees, like maybe early 2010s, really. Um, And then the Jets put him in a Sean, I mean, in his Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay offense would be really, really nice. Um, I, I think the worst situation, quite honestly, maybe the Dolphins, um, the, let's be honest here. The defense overachieved. I don't know how sustainable that is for the defense. They like, they really, really just overachieved, uh, th- this season. Like you look at the defense compared to some of these other elite defenses. They're not, they weren't that talented. It's over, it's overperformed, um, defensively. And then offensively, I mean, to, for Russell Wilson, 
We had to give up a boatload of picks. Thank you for liking this video for the, for the live stream over here at PSCP.TV. You um, had to give up a boatload of picks for Russell Wilson. So, I mean, that may include – that's definitely going to include either three or 18. So, now you're limited. The offensive line – I mean, the Dolphins, that's probably the worst situation, I think, for a Russell Wilson. I just don't like that fit. Not – uh, limited offensive playmakers. Um, you got to give the Dolphins have to give up a bunch of draft capital for Russell Wilson. Um, I mean, the defense, I mean, can they replicate that again? I don't think so. Um, and, and again, limited offensive weapons, which you would use um, with your draft picks, like go check out our last mock draft featuring Nick Faribault from Pro Football Network, um, which you would use those picks to get you a penny stool, Jamar Chase, and Devonta Smith, right? But since you have to use those picks to give up, um, you have to use one, at least one of those picks to go get you a Russell Wilson. I just don't think that uh, that will work out. And then you're at the Raiders. I mean, obviously, this may be the, the biggest win-win deal for both sides, actually. You know, this deal, the Jets deal, probably the this one, what I like about this one is Seattle, they don't have to go completely into a rebuild, right? You have an established quarterback in Derek Carr, where he's a top 10 to 14 quarterback. He's an above average quarterback that can win you some games. Um, I think Pete Carroll would like this as his quarterback um, in, in this offense that he's going to, that he would run next year. I think this would be the perfect fit for Seattle and a Russell, Russell Wilson trade would be the Raiders. And then you're looking at the Raiders pick. Oh, one is, yeah, they pick 17. So you look at 17, maybe next year's first and Derek Carr and probably a second or a third either this year or next year. And if you're the Raiders, I think you offer that all day. Now, obviously I don't know how the cap situation will work there. Cause I don't know both teams cap situation off the top of my head here. Um, but I think the Raiders are the biggest win-win deal for both sides of, of, of the uh, situation. They look at the Jets. The only problem with the Jets for me is they they probably have them and the Dolphins probably have the most picks to give up. But in terms of players, because, I mean, yeah, Zach Wilson is nice and all. Maybe Justin Fields, if that's the Seahawks guy. But, I mean, yeah, you look at the upside. But Seattle is in a win-now mode. Um they don't have a bunch of young players. A lot of their better players, especially defensively, are older. Um, outside of Jamal Adams, uh, a lot of their young, uh, a lot of their better defensive players are older. The cap situation is is poor, poorest. Um, offensively, the offensive line stinks. So you're putting your your young rookie, not developed quarterback in either Fields or Zach Wilson behind that offensive line. I don't particularly like that. Um, and that even for Russell Wilson, I think the jet for Russell Wilson, I think this is probably the second best. And this is more way more realistic than New Orleans because I still think that's going to happen. Um, but I think I think the Jets is the second best situation for Russell Wilson. You put him in this Kyle Shanahan offense. I don't think three, well, I think I picked two, I picked 25. 
I don't think they'll have to give up both of those picks. They have a lot less work to do, I actually think, than the Dolphins. The Dolphins just overachieved last year, and they have a way better coaching situation last year anyway. And the AFC East went, uh, took, took a step down because New England wasn't as good last year. So I, I honestly think the Dolphins' year is going to be really hard to replicate going into next year. Um, so that, that that's just my thoughts on that. Where do you guys want to see – um, Russell Wilson land. Uh, that is the question I put into the chat here on PSVP.tv. Um, you guys, any questions at all, make sure you guys put them down in the chat. I will respond to them live. Um, and let's just keep going here. Um, so just to recap what I was just saying, uh, I would rank these situations for Russell Wilson. I'm going to rank them Vegas, the Jets. New Orleans, this is not realistic to me. And the Dolphins, from Seattle's point of view, I would probably rank these. Uh, I think the Raiders is just like the biggest win-win of the uh, uh, for both parties involved, like Russ, um, the the Seahawks, and I guess the opposing team. So the Raiders, I, I guess the Dolphins were Seattle. The Raiders, the Dolphins, Jets, Saints. I, the Saints just don't make any sense whatsoever for me, if we're being completely honest right now. Um, but anyway, let's move on to uh, the NBA All-Star Stubs. Uh, man, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to be really irritated when I talk about this list. So uh, let's let's see here if I still have the uh, – well, what, what I pulled up earlier. Um, so the All-Star uh, rosters were just – revealed um like the reserves were just revealed a, a few days ago and i'm trying to find the, the rosters for you guys um and the also rosters we just revealed here we go they were just revealed a few days ago um and the all-star draft will take place you guys go the all-star draft will take place on march 4th thursday march 4th on tnc it's actually next thursday so 2021 is on fast track for me anyway. Um, so the player pool, Team LeBron and Team Durant. So these are all the all-stars. that They have a star behind their starter. Um, circle injured. Dale, uh, Devin Booker will replace Anthony Davis uh, in the all-star game. So the biggest snub, I mean, I guess, I don't know if I can call him a snub anymore because technically he's a part of the all-star game now. But the biggest snub for me was going to be Devin Booker. And it's still, it, it's different when you are voted in than, you know, being, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what, what you want to call it, than being uh, a player fill-in. It, it, it's a difference, right? It, it's it's like an asterisk by it. Like, it, it's not as big of a deal anymore, if, if that makes sense. And for me, what Devin Booker did this year, and people are saying he could have played winning basketball and all this other nonsense. Devin Booker this year has been absolutely phenomenal in every sense of the word. Um, he's a top 10 scorer in the league. He's a top 20 player in the league. He's on the fourth best team in, the, in a loaded Western Conference right now. Okay. It's time to give credit or credit is due to Devin Booker. Too long, he has been disrespected. 
I don't want to say Damian Lillard, but he's like Damian Lillard for the longest time just would not get the credit that he so rightfully deserves. And that's starting to sort of turn into Devin Booker right now. We got to give him some credit, and he has deserved his credit. Again, guys, the fourth best team in the Western Conference, okay? I honestly didn't even think they would be that good this year, and they have just outperformed my expectations personally for them, okay? He's averaging almost 25 points a game. He's shooting more efficient from the field and from three-point range this year, okay? Yes, the addition of Chris Paul has been huge, okay? That, that, that is not to be mentioned. And again, Chris Paul, he is well more than deserving of being an all-star. I am happy that Chris Paul is an all-star. I was actually kind of worried Chris Paul was going to be an all-star. But they both should have been an all-star, voted in as an all-star. And then when you say, well, okay, uh, who do you take out? Well, uh, number one, I honestly, as a, as a Lakers fan, and coming bias, I mean, that's like a bias here. I'm going against my Lakers. I think he deserves over Anthony Davis this year. I really, really do. All-star, unlike like a top 10 players list, is based simply off of that year's performance up to that point, right? And up until now, Devin Booker's been the better player than Anthony Davis by a lot. From from that, from the start of the season to now, Devin Booker's been a better player, right? Obviously, like when we get to um, – in, in the top 10 discussion, right, um, like top 10 player discussion, that's when you can use, you know, a little bit of, you could go back to a last year, say, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to look at, um, look at the longevity as a player, like how many years have they been consistent, right? That's when you can look at that a little bit, right? But, you know, as of right now, right, for, for all-star voting, you can't do that. All-star voting, you look at from that point, from the start of the season to now, and there is no way, there, there, there's no way Devin Booker has not been a better player from the start of the season until the, now than Anthony Davis. That's number one. Then you look at some other snubs. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo come to mind for me. Jimmy, you can say, well, he missed some time, but we're just, I mean, come on now. When Jimmy, when Jimmy was out, we saw how the Miami Heat struggled. And since he's been back, they've won seven of the last ten. He won four straight, including being in the Lakers in prime time. Um, and Jimmy Butler just has such a huge effect on this team. And I think it's rather, you know, kind of, kind of a, a slap in the face to Jimmy Butler after the way he performed. Last season, he's averaging almost 20 points a game, almost eight rebounds, almost eight assists this season. And Miami is back in the playoff hunt, and they can creep up in there with Boston struggling, with Indiana being Indiana and and the other teams. And I don't even think it really matters who six and seven are because I think what it comes down to, they're going to be higher than them. Um, like they just beat Toronto. Miami's going to be a top four or five seed by the end of the season. Let's not forget what they did last year. Yeah, they lost the pieces, but that was no fluke. What happened last year is because Miami is really that good. Okay, so like, like, like let's calm down a little bit, okay? Jimmy Butler's an all-star. And if you look, okay, and the obvious question is, okay, Sean, who do you take out? 
Jim, now this is a little tougher. I think personally, Ben Simmons, I think you, you consider swapping them. But again, you know, Ben Simmons, you can say, well, Jimmy Butler's missed some games. I just think he's a snub. That's a little tougher, though. Um, and another guy, Bam Adebayo here. This is a definitely, like, uh, you, you can switch him with Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons is a wild card. Um, you can switch him with Nikola Vucevic. He doesn't get a lot of credit, but I just think Bam on a team that we know is capable of winning games, meaningful games. I think you put Bam in there as well, what Bam does on both sides of the floor, what Bam has done to improve his game this series, averaging 20, almost 20 points a game, almost 10 rebounds, six assists a game. And then accompany that with what he does on the defensive side of the floor as well. Bam, I think it's kind of hard to say he's an all-star. As well, and it was a point in time this year when we were like, oh, snap, can Bam be defensive player of the year? Like, there was talks about that for, for a, a point during a point in time this season. Um, and yeah, you know, they were on a brutal losing stretch without Jimmy with, with Bam there. All right, but let's not forget that Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler are arguably, especially Jimmy, Jimmy for sure is a top 20 player, but they are arguably two top 20 top 25 for sure for bam players in the nba they're snubs um i think i'm almost certain trey young was an all-star last year and if you have him be an all-star last year which i'm fine with i guess uh i think it's kind of hard to not have him as an all-star this year i know it doesn't work that way but what trey young has done this year he's shooting he's averaging 27 points per game almost 10 assists um He's shooting almost 40% from three this year, um, 38% from three to be exact. The last 10, he's averaging 28, 10 assists on 47 from the field and 40 from three pretty much. So, I mean, that's another guy. Um, again, Ben Simmons is the guy you could take out. Um, the guard play in the East of this year has been really, really good. So that's another guy that's kind of hard to take out. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis is another one. Again, kind of hard. Like, who do you replace him with? Uh, I, I mean, you're not going to knock him. He's been great this season. Uh, 40 inning at Pacers. He's looked dominant in some games. He's only 24 years old, which is insane the, that the guy's only 24 years old and he's looking this good. Uh, it, it, I, the problem is he's regressed to he's regressed back to the means a little bit. Like he started off the year freaking like freak hot. He was playing spectacular basketball. Not saying he's not capable of that, but I'm just saying he's kinda falling off just a little bit. Um he he he's still he's still been phenomenal again. Nikola Vucevic, and also Nikola Vucevic has played a lot better as of late as well. There's a, there's a tad bit of recency bias as well. So, and who else can I think of here? Um, Snub. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think the rest of this list is fine. I'm glad to see Zach Levine get some luck. He's, he's been on tear this year. Um, I'm really excited to see Billy Fredo get some luck. He's been great this year. Um, Zion, uh, I don't know about that one. I'm a little iffy on him getting into the All-Star game this year. Guys, not started though. Um, 
you already know how I feel about Damian Lillard not being a starter. I think he should have got a starter bid over Luka Doctor. This is not against Luka, but I just think so. And um, yeah, that, that's just my thoughts on that. All right, now let's get into uh, the last uh, segment of the show. If you guys have any questions, um, just put them in the chat here. Let's go over my top 10 uh, draft quarterbacks. Here we go. Number one for me, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I'm using the draft network, creating my own big board for quarterbacks, uh, top 10 quarterbacks. Uh, number one, Trevor Lawrence. Really simple here. He's probably the safest thing as a prospect, quarterback prospect, like the safest in terms of upside as a quarterback prospect we have seen in a while. Even with Joe Burrow, I think Joe Burrow, there, there were some like question marks. Uh, of how good he would be. And Andrew Luck, I think besides Andrew, Terrell Lawrence is the safest. He's the best prospect coming out. He's the safest in terms of high ceiling coming out, like his ceiling coming out uh, as a quarterback prospect. Um, number two for me, Zach Wilson, he's the guy that has the highest ceiling if he reaches his full potential of what, what he did at BYU. Um, I, after, you know, watching his, his tape and you know, evaluating him, um, and, I, and I trust my evaluating skills, um, I, I get a, um, a Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen vibe. That's what I get. And the good and the bad of both guys. The bad more so from Josh Allen, um, where he's just going to um, – there's some throws on, on this film where he's like, all right, screw this. I have a rocket launcher of an arm. I'm just going to say F my mechanics. And I'm going to, I'm going to launch this thing. F my mechanics on this play. And it works. And sometimes it doesn't work. When it doesn't work, you're like, like, what the heck? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing here, Zach? Like, really? Um, so, so, you know, that's, that's kind of, what I, I think about Zach Wilson, but he has the good from both guys. Um, rocket launcher of an arm, can throw off of all platforms. Really nice ball placement and accuracy um, on his throws as well. So, you know, that, that that's kind of my takeaway on Zach Wilson. Number three, Justin Fields. I've mocked him to the Falcons in every single mock draft, and that just, I just love that fit. For Justin Fields, mocking him to Atlanta, putting him in his Cal Shanahan scheme with Arthur Smith. You put him, you surround him with all weapons, and Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and others. I just love this fit. Um, and I think what he needs to work out, I, I want to see him work out a little bit more. He's shown it at times, but I just want to see him do it a little bit more consistently. Is you know go through his reads, his progressions, and say you know, all right, okay, read one, okay, he's not there. All right, bet. Read two. All right, okay, crap. He's not there. I'm, I'm a little late. on. All right, but okay. Hayden Hurst, my tight end on, on the little 15-yard corner route to the sideline. Okay, he's open. Let me play, let me put this ball there. He may have the best touch on his deep ball. Almost Russell Wilson-esque. I will say that about Justin Fields. He is accurate with the football down the field. Um, He can make any throw on the football field as well. But for me, I just want to see him work through his progressions a little bit more. And I think his ability to sense pressure and 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 move and um and yeah under pressure. Again, he's shown it at times. Like yes, Clemson, he was hanging in the pocket and 
He was like, okay, I know he's, I know I'm about to get hit and get sacked here, but I'm going to throw this ball 50 yards down the field and take that shot and still deliver the ball accurately. So, but this made games as well. We were like, uh, okay, what the heck, Justin Fields? What are you doing there? Um, so I just want to see some consistency um, from Justin Fields. On uh, number four here, we got uh, Trey Lance. Um, what Trey Lance, he is the rawest quarterback prospect I have seen possibly ever. Like, he is so raw. It is crazy. Um, I see the hype in him. I'm just not as sold on Trey Lance where we're talking like top four or five pick. I don't see it. I honestly don't see him. I mean, maybe a later top 10 pick, but I'm not picking Trey Lance in the top five, which both Nick and Warner did in our last mock drafts. Make sure you guys go check that out. I don't see him as a top five or so player in this draft class. Um, I think that's really a really big reach um, as well. Um, Seahawks is this from TFG. Seahawks are really going to get three first rounds for Russ's feathers. Uh, that that's funny there, but um, yeah, I mean he has the arm talent, um, but it, it's just so like what 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 throw is that Trey Lance? He is like the rawest of raw quarterback prospects there is. Um, man, oh man, Trey Lance, I love him, and and Sean McVay, Sean, I mean Cal Shane has games to look at. Uh, you're looking at. What is that? Uh, San Francisco at pick 12, I mocked him to a couple times. Looking at Minnesota, I mocked him to last time. So those are more so, you know, the teams that you're you're looking at from from that advantage point. Uh, Number five here, Mac Jones. Outside of Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones in, in like New England or Mac Jones in... I don't know, New Orleans, maybe Washington. Matt Jones is the safest quarterback prospect. Like, he may have the highest floor of a quarterback in this draft class. Um, like, he's, he's going to go through his progressions. Uh, he's going to make the right reads. The problem with Matt Jones is he doesn't have the physical tools that, may, that will make him pop out uh, um, against uh, – rather against uh, – a Trevor Lawrence or a Zach Wilson. Like you give Mac Jones, Justin Fields physical tools, Zach Wilson's physical tools, or Trey or Trevor Lawrence's physical traits, you look at the best quarterback prospect ever, arguably. Um that that's how elite the mental side of the game he has, at least as a prospect. Now there's a there's a bit of a learning curve when you transition to the NFL, but his pocket ability his ability to sense pressure and maneuver the pocket. Um, and maneuver inside the pocket. Like Tom Brady, he's going to manipulate the pocket, but that doesn't mean like scramble, get 10 yards. He's going to hang in there and, mani- and manipulate the pocket and hang in there as well. Um, and, and that's what he does. Um, but yeah, he's not Zach Wilson, but you give him some of the traits that Zach Wilson has, um, then you're looking at um, a man like you would be insane um yeah that that's funny to me um 
And number six, Cal Trask. Wow. Uh, Cal, Cal Trask. He is a handful to, to watch. He has some really good traits. Like, uh, he, he's a winner. Um, he, he's played around some, some really great playmakers at his time at, um, at Florida. Um, you, you can design some things up for him. I see him kind of the Nick Foles, like he's a really streaky player. There's going to be some games like, wow. Um, and he, he's going to be paid throughout his career. He's, he should have a long, sustainable career in the NFL because there's going to be a team with the crappy quarterback situations and be like, you know what? I think for this year, Kyle Trask can solve our quarterback problems. Hello, Jacksonville from 2018 after they won, no, 20, no last year, 2019. Um, who's going to think he can solve the quarterback problems? Um, number seven, Felipe Franks um, out of uh, Arkansas transferred um, from uh, Florida after he had a season. Excuse me, after you have a season ending uh, ankle injury, he's at, he's six foot six. He's kind of your prototypical, um, a prototypical uh, quarterback uh, prototype or whatever. Um, put him in a system where I, he can get the ball out quick. Um, you can use him as a runner. Um, he, he, he's a project. But I think you put him in a situation where he could be a backup. And I think he could win you a game or two, actually. Um, and number eight, Shane Buchel, uh, quarterback at SMU, transferred from Texas to SMU this year. And, and what he did this year, he has he has solid. He actually has a pretty good touch on, on his passes. Um, he, he has a re, he has some really nice accuracy, um, and he has the arm strength. He he looks like a really nice rhythm passer, but with that being said, he is still you know a developmental quarterback, a backup at best. Um, <laughs> excuse me, maybe he could turn into a Dak Prescott. The quarterback gets injured, and you know he steps in here and uh, and, and wins some some games. Uh, and then wrapping up, you got Jamie Newman and Kellen Mond, two very similar quarterbacks. I feel uh, Jamie uh, Kellen Mond winning. He's just a winner. He won a lot of Texas A&M. He's a leader. Um, I, I'm not sure what he can do as much as, as a passer for you. Um, he has he has a he has a quick release. Um, he I mean yeah I mean it's just not a lot to really talk about there with Keller Mond and Jamie Newman. Jamie Newman is one of those guys who you know really I think hurt himself the most by opting out. Because going into the season, we were like, okay, is Jamie, New Jamie Newman, we know he's not quarterback one or two, because I'm going into the season, that was for sure Trevor Lawrence and, and uh, Justin Fields. But we were thinking here, like, could Jamie Newman be quarterback three? I think he, with all the, he, he kind of screwed himself over because people fell in love with Zach Wilson. People fell in love. Well, we kind of already falling in love with Trey Lance. Mac Jones had, the, had a, an incredible year some of these other guys who really got to prove themselves in a big year for them. Um, and, and this was just huge um, for, for, for them. Um, so, ha, ah, man, oh man. Wow. That is going to uh, wrap up a 
great show. Uh, a, a fun show indeed. And uh, make sure you guys uh, hit that notification bell over on YouTube. Yes, check out. This will be uploaded on podcasting platforms as well. Anchor.fm slash 410lines. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. This has been a fun episode of Sports Headlines. Just want to make sure I did not miss any of the big topics really quickly. Again, uh, Richard, oh, J.J. Watt, uh, really quickly. Um, J.J. Watt uh, has offers from multiple uh, teams. The Browns are among the teams who are interested. I think if you're the Browns, this is just such a uh, uh, a make sense. Like, if you're the Browns, J.J. Watt has to be the guy in free agency that you are like, yep, we want this guy. He makes too much sense for me. Now you can focus on one of your other uh, priorities of that defense. Uh, man, that linebacking core, either Jeremiah Russo Kramora, uh, Zayvon Collins, Nick Bolton, at pick 26, one of those guys are going to be there. So if you can get yourself J.J. Watt, um, I mocked them Joseph Asai a few times. Um, so th- this would be a big-time move for them. Uh, the other teams include the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Tennessee Titans, and the Buffalo Bills. The Bills and the Steelers, especially the Bills, the Bills would make a lot of sense if you're Steelers. Now you don't have to worry about Bud Dupree. You kind of let him go. Um, so this – just makes a bunch of sense uh, for me if I am those teams and if I am the Browns, I am going all in on the uh, on JJ Watts. I'm gonna see if we have any on the news really quickly. On that credit, that to Diana Ruzzini, uh, ESPN reporter. Um, Tiger Woods is again. Uh, he got in a serious car accident Tuesday. He will not be charged and they say that uh uh it was not he was not drunk or anything it was truly an accident so you know that's good to know and hope for the speediest recovery possible for sir woods um well yeah if you guys are interested in college basketball we have some big time games tonight to kick you off tonight we have a big big 10 matchup and big big 10 uh, but also, this is a huge Big Ten matchup with major implications for the uh, conference tournament. Michigan, number three ranked Michigan, who have only lost one game all season long. They're going to match up with the Iowa Hawkeyes, the number ninth ranked team in the country. The Hawkeyes are two games back in the Big Ten conference um, in Michigan, tries to make themselves as a number one seed with another big time top 10 win. And this would be their uh, first, second. Uh, this would be their third top 10 win. And this would be their uh, first, second, uh, third, or fifth, sixth. Sorry, this would be their fifth or sixth um, top 25 or well, win over a, a ranked opponent this season as well. So that would be a big time uh, a win for them and even Iowa Iowa trying to stay alive for the conference tournament seedings um as well uh let's see if we have any other news really quickly that we would like to cover uh obviously Paul George one of the guys who was added to uh who was an all-star selection he also 
came out and said that he does not repeat he does not like the idea of the all-star game being played this year he is not a fan at all about that um so i just want to point that out i thought that was rather interesting if you will um let's see if we can find uh Let's see if we can find anything else here. Um, yep. All right. That's going to wrap up today's episode. Please, guys, make sure you guys check out uh, our, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Sports10Lines. Go over to our YouTube at Sports10Lines. And you guys can follow us on Twitter at Sports Headline 8 and on Instagram at Sports underscore Headlines 4. Rashad Davis, Warner Saker, hopefully we'll be back tomorrow, but we will see about that. But anyway, guys, thank you guys for watching and peace out. What an episode. See you guys tomorrow. Love you. Bye.